just waiting for Harry to get back. He's looking for headphones right now, so while we wait, enjoy the music. This is brought to you by Dramatic Piano, unofficially sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts, also unofficially sponsored by Dell. Sometimes I get lonely and I'll just stare outside of my windows. Windows go from the floor to the ceiling. Can't complain. But when I'm gazing out those windows. Hello! He's back! <laughs> What's up? Can you hear me now or is it still shitty? <laughs> Let's hear. You sound like you're pretty far away. Fucking hell. What about now? Is it is it in your ass? Like it doesn't even sound like it's by your mouth. Oh, whoa, Mother whoa. Fucker. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on one second, dude. All right. Shit. Oh my god. Holy shit. While we continue to wait again. I hope you all Just waiting for Harry to find his headphones. This is round two. Going on the two minute mark right now. Sponsorship just called. Unofficially sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. They called and pulled out. Because this is this is no way to run a podcast. So Harry and I met via Bumble. I thought he had the cutest eyes. Asian descent. I couldn't resist. So, I DM'd him and he replied back. Hey, I like your blonde hair. We don't have much of that out here in South Korea. think 
Is this a simulation? Will I respawn when I meet my demise and live this life again? And at the age of 34 on July 6th, 2022 at 7.44 p.m. Central Standard Time, will I in fact be waiting for Harry to find fucking headphones? We're going on five minutes now, maybe, but those are the things I look forward to. <sighs> Beautiful. Music is unofficially brought to you tonight by Ray Charles. Thank you, Ray. As we continue to wait for Harry to find these headphones, I'll continue to entertain and play with ideas that potentially Life as we know it may be on the brink of complete catastrophe. What happens when AI? And welcome back to the Curiosity Chamber. This is Season 3, Episode 7. And before we even get started, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners. Apparently, I have some listeners in the London area and in Australia. So appreciate you guys listening. It means a lot to me. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can do either hashtag the curiosity chamber or my username is Mostro Di Biscotti, which means monster of cookies, aka cookie monster. So on the show with me today is my good friend Harry Park. Harry, appreciate you being here, man. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks a lot, Brony, for having me. Appreciate for it. For sure. But what were you saying? We were talking about like the yeah. brain and how people are brainwashed. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody is kind of falling victim into this endless cycle of propaganda. Um, everybody has a cell phone pretty much. And, you know, the crazy thing about it is everybody can, I mean, they can hear us as much as we can hear them. So it's kind of like a dual channel thing. I don't think we've ever had that in this in, in society before. So it is kind of like 1984, if you think about it. Is that when the first Apple computer came out? No, the uh, that's the um, the book by George Orwell, 1984. You've heard of it? You're saying 84, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, I haven't heard of it, but I, I'm pretty sure that's when the Apple computer first came out. Really? I'm almost yeah. positive. Pretty crazy. If you think about it, that's two years before my birthday. 1984, Apple's Macintosh oh, commercial shit. was released. Really? Wow. Oh. Pretty crazy if you think that's about fucking it. fucking nuts. <laughs> I know. And, like, computers today... Like, they're nothing. Like, back then, it was, like, literally the size of your fucking garage. <laughs> it, was it was literally a power plant. <laughs> like, think about it. Today, everything, like, fits in the palm of your hand. 
Yeah, dude. Everything. Everything. Your alarm clock, your fucking CD player, right? Your cassette player. Yeah, you would think. And that's the crazy thing about it is the first iPhone came out in 2008, right? 2008. 2008, yeah. Yeah, it's 2022. And the the amount of technology you have in your hands is incomprehensible. It's, it's, it's something that I don't think the human species was, was designed to understand. Well, what's even more weird is what is it going to be in another 20 years, dude, from like, cause from 2008 till now, right. actually let's go from fucking 84 from 84 till now. How many years is that? It's almost, that's like, that's like 38, 30. right? 35. Yeah, 30, uh, 37. 37 years. Yeah. And 37 years. <laughs> what has That's... been done, man? Oh, Bro. my Lord. So another 37, 37 years. years, dude. It's like the Big yeah. Bang, kind of. like from. You know, that's a very good comparison. Because, like, literally, the Big Bang in, 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 this, in the big scale of things is literally a blink of an eye. I mean, 37 years is nothing compared to, you know, the Big Bang, but shit. It's our lifetime, bro. It really is, and it's unfortunate, <laughs> though, too. Because if, sure. you look at, if you look at our generation, we're like the generation that got shit on. Like, I understand, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, we, we, lived, we lived better lives than the people did in, in the 1920s or during the Great Depression. But damn, we've been through a lot. High school, 9-11, you know. Well, it's and like then, four once-in-a-lifetime, um, what do they call it? Once-in-a-lifetime events. Armageddon events. <laughs> once-in-a-lifetime events. And it's happened about four times, dude. Let's count Seriously. them out. What was it? It was um, 9-11. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the housing bubble. Yep. COVID. COVID, yeah. And now, I, whatever is about to now happen. It's, now, well, the economy is about to explode is what's happening. The stock market's going to crash. You know, interest rates are going up. The economy is, is, in, is in shatters now. You spend more money than we, we can actually, uh, than we can actually print, to be honest with you. That's how well, it is right now. What pisses me off is how everyone's deferring and not actually like our government. They're not actually calling it as it is, but why would they? They never have as far as they were a fucking establishment, but they always just do the blame game, dude. Like uh, Russia, really? You know, that whole propaganda with Russia really needs to stop. I mean, I understand like with Donald Trump and, you know, there's been this really big divide with the Democrats and Republicans especially when it comes to Donald Trump and they want to blame him and that it's Russia's fault that, you know, Hillary Clinton lost the race. It's, it's a bunch of propaganda and it, it needs to stop because we're just going in circles. Didn't we go through this like years ago where everything was Russia's fault and well, now we're still thing, doing man. the it, same thing? It just seems like it's, it's recycled. It and, is. And people don't get smart enough to, for whatever fucking reason, to catch on or whatever, man. I know that because fear is a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you nailed it right there. It, it is fear. People are afraid to really accept reality as it is today. 
you know there's there's this thing that i believe that insane people are truly sane because if a sane person really knew everything all of the facts of what happened in in this country all the stuff that we don't want to hear and we force ourselves not to hear some of that kind of stuff because it is really really nasty you know you would probably become insane to be honest with you and i think that's the state of uh, of the american mentality right now we have all these shootings you know uh depression is is at its highest it's ever been uh you have the um uh suicide rates for for kids are the highest it's ever been as well it's yeah. crazy yeah and social media is not helping either so <laughs> no that's that's gasoline to the fire right because when you get Let's say, take for example, on July 4th, when we just had that event with the shooting. Yeah. Immediately after, you get the two parties split, divided. Oh, yeah. You know, like, guns need to be controlled. Guns need to go away. No, it's not guns. Like, almost immediately. Like, even fucking before, like, the first shot went off, and that's exactly Mm -hmm. what was being talked about. Right. Just to like people split, and then the race card comes in all of a sudden. And <laughs> dude, I, like I'm almost like, how much of this is the Russian troll farms? You know what I mean? Right. Like they see an event go down, and then they can just easily use social media to implant their seed and just let you know, it fucking and, ride. And, you know, and it, to be honest with you, it, I think it's much deeper than that. You know, I think social media. Uh, has kind of pushed its own propaganda um, based on, you know, uh, for instance, Facebook being as liberal as they are, you know, they're being questioned whether or not they're pushing some kind of agenda. You know, this whole fact-checking bullshit that goes on behind the scenes that people like to preach. Yeah. I, I still think it's, it's very biased. Um, and speaking of which, you know, now that, uh, Elon Musk had purchased Twitter. Um, I'm hoping things change, but you know, seeing how outspoken Elon Musk is, I, I really think is a good thing that he purchased Twitter because Twitter was going down a very dangerous path, um, in my opinion. You know, the whole censoring, censorship of um, Donald Trump. I, I really. Um, I, I don't support that at all, to be honest with you. I really think that people should be able to, to express themselves however they want to, regardless yeah. of how dangerous it may be. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it, it's your fault if you want to inject bleach into your bloodstream. If you really <laughs> believe Donald Trump, that's your own fault. At a certain fault. point, people got to take accountability Absolutely. For, for themselves, Absolutely. right? It's yeah, called being should, an adult. <laughs> you should know right from wrong. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And if you want to subject yourself right and, and force yourself to believe that that is the truth then or even be on the opinion. fucking platform dude no one's making you like for music you don't have to fucking listen to music you know exactly. what i mean you don't have to no one's put, yep. putting a gun to your head to do it so i agree so like yeah when you start censoring certain things the conversation will never happen that needs to happen. Like you have to hear all sides in order to make mm-hmm. a good judgment call in my opinion. So when you start censoring people, you're only getting one side of the story and it's going to be, it's just going to be so lopsided, man. And like mm-hmm. nothing, 
will ever be resolved that way, in my opinion. I agree with you 100%, man. Yeah. And and that's the thing is everybody's going to have different thoughts, you know, and some people may not agree. Some people will. You need that's that discord. To decide. Absolutely. That's up to you to decide. And so I really think that, um, you know, we're still, it, it's fucking 2022 right now. I can't believe we're still trying to figure out how to how, how does freedom of speech work in a country <laughs> that was literally found on freedom of speech. For sure. It's fucking crazy. It yeah. is really crazy. That's a great point. So what that brings me to is like, is is this an agenda? Like it's getting kind of like a conspiracy theory, but at a fucking certain point, dude, like mm-hmm. how long have we been doing this shit for? You know, I mean, like this seems <laughs> almost seems like a plan to keep us in line, like herded sheep. Mm-hmm. It bothers and, and, the fuck out of me. Yeah, and, and that is the sad truth. To be honest with you, there is a big divide between the rich and the poor. I mean, it's more apparent than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. in the history of this nation, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I I I get very concerned when I. Uh, when these topics come in, um, come into my head, because, you know, there are very important discussions that we should be talking about. But I think a lot of what the, the government pushes are topics that kind of mute a lot of the stuff that goes behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty, pretty unfortunate, to be honest with you. I don't think a lot of people truly understand how bad the economy is today. Um, and it's unfortunate that the government likes to downplay things. They they really like to appeal to, I mean, it's good that they have a positive state of mind when it comes to, um, reporting the state of the economy. Um, but we all know that we feel the pain. I mean, just every time you fill up your gas tank, it's like a punch in the gut, right? I have a tank is like 75 bucks now for my car. Six cylinder Kia Optima, seventy five bucks. So I just yeah, got yeah. seventy five dollars. Seventy five bucks for like yeah. half a tank on a Kia Optima, two thousand twelve. It's fucking crazy. It is crazy. It is, and I really feel sorry for people who really can't make ends meet. Yeah, um, and that's a point I keep bringing up, man. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. these these middle class, low class families that mm-hmm. actually have, you know, families. There's just no way that they can provide. There's just no fucking way in my mind. With yeah. the food prices, the gas prices, mm-hmm. I mean, your your wages aren't going up that you're getting paid at work. Those have stayed stagnant. So, I mean, it's it's like a push out of the middle middle class is what it feels like. Yes. And, you know, you're absolutely right. It's not that you feel it. It is, it is true. It is exactly your spot on. And... Um, you know, I'm middle class. I, I don't consider myself rich by any means, but even the people that are better off, that are just higher than middle class, are feeling as well. And you should be, because none of this is 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 normal at all by any means. Um, these high gas prices, um, you know, that in turn just makes anything expensive, more expensive, right? Food, um, anything that deals with gas. As gas prices go up, so does food. So does and, flights, um, 
Absolutely. And Good luck traveling of, somewhere. I know. And it's crazy because uh, I think we all need to wake up. And the more, um, you know, I think COVID really kind of screwed things over for a lot of us, especially, um, you know, I used to be in the food industry. So, you know, how the restaurant industry is in Yeah, right yeah. It, it really is unfortunate, but. It's um, funny when you say that COVID fucked itself, man. It's like, it's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> like the past four, like how long, the past, let's say 29 years we've been mm-hmm. getting fucked. <laughs> I want the one thing right. after the next, man. <laughs> you're right. And, and I think COVID, you know, was really the last straw. And it really highlighted um, the inefficiencies that we have as a country in terms of uh you know like things aren't made here that we have to get everything from overseas absolutely and that is one of the things that i think every company is um you know having problems with is is how are we going to produce you know uh electronics how are we going to um you know uh produce enough food um, without over-reliance on countries, especially with what's happening in Ukraine. I mean, a lot of our grains come from Ukraine. A lot of people don't know that, but that is true. So it, it just goes to show you how this whole world, this planet, relies on each other to make it function. And when something like COVID hits, it really just, it's really unfortunate uh, how how much um, damage this virus has done yeah and uh yeah there's there's a different there's a couple different avenues i can take to uh keep this conversation going one was gonna be <laughs> talking about psychedelics how that would get people's minds to shift mm-hmm. another is if you if you take a look at the world from space you know what i mean just like how the fuck did we get like this how is everyone so divided like it's a miracle that we're even here you know what i mean mm-hmm. dude mm-hmm. like coming from caveman to where we are now jesus christ <laughs> like dude the all the cavemen or whatever we came from could have been easily killed easily right and yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, we outlasted the Neanderthals. So <laughs> that's what I mean. And I was just like, how how the fuck are we so divided? Like, <sighs> well, we're divided because as a species, we're we're tribal. We're very very tribal, right? We're very tribal, and I think the biggest, um, I wouldn't say setback but i guess our, our achilles heel as a species is our ego you know oh, yeah. the fact that we we understand that we are um conscious beings and then add a little bit of so, you know currency to that mix right and add some and money to that fucking greed absolutely it's the perfect recipe for yeah for what we have today which is um you know and, this is all kind of stems back to early history too, right? Our whole country was founded upon um, a, a uh, I guess, a platform that everybody should be, you know, everybody should be treated equally. 
right? Away, we wanted to explore an option away from the monarchy, which we have today. But how ironic as a country, right? We 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 say that we find we're we're found upon freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and you see, you know, uh, racism still is rampant in this country. Yeah, still prevalent for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, I... I, Yeah, when COVID hit, I mean, dude, the racism, like, sparked back up even harder than before, man. Like, everyone, like, a lot of people got really racist toward Chinese people or Asian people in general, man, right? Did you ever go through that? People talking shit to you? To be honest with you, no. (laughs) I didn't. And I'm I'm actually a little bit different, I think, because, um, you know, I, I... I think everybody who's ethnic has gone through some kind of racist episode in their lifetime. I'm not saying that it's right or is any worse than it was 10 years ago, but it's always going to be there, right? There's there's always going to be some racism involved. And I think people, how people respond to it has changed a lot. I think we're we're all politically correct these days. Um, I think people black who coping mechanisms of dealing with racism. Um, you know, when I grew up in high school and back in what that was in the uh, early 2000s, we didn't really all have cell phones, you know? So bullying was, was, was something that happened. It was, it was a normal thing. It was part of high school. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we took, I, how I dealt with it was, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> And we became friends afterwards. We got our asses kicked, you know, we kicked someone's ass and we basically dealt with it, right? In a different way. Um, It it is different today. Do you see that we have a much softer, what do you want to say? uh, Snowflake generation. generation. (laughs) Yeah, do you you think? Yeah. For sure. Um, I, I, I would say I, I don't really I don't know to be honest with you because I think every generation is going to be different. Um, I think people are more expressive today than they ever were, and that's a good thing. Um, it is a good thing. People yeah. used to want to be unique, right? right? So they would do these little one-off things or change their appearance. But now it's really weird. I'm si- I've I've seen this shift now almost everybody is unique. So now in order to be unique, you kind of have to not <laughs> it, like, it's super strange, man. If that makes it, it, any yeah. sense how I express it, but that's kind of well, what I'm it, seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're right. Everybody wants to be to stand I out. Mean, I think social, exactly. Social media has kind of given everybody that opportunity to, to be your own PR agent, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and in high school, it was all word of mouth, really, right? And, you know, kids are bringing guns to school um, because it's unfortunate because the bullying that happens in high school is no longer what it was 10 years ago. People have to go home and, you know. Uh, they don't disconnect. Exactly. They don't disconnect. Yeah. And, and that's that's the unfortunate thing is when you um, when you have to 
be surrounded by the by you know by all this uh, negativity um people are going to snap and that's the unfortunate thing Do Um, do you ever see a time let me ask you this first do you ever think back before social media and kind of have like these glamorous moments just like man life was so much better when i was younger like before before social media like we were all outside Mm -hmm. on our bicycles like we're Mm -hmm. going over to people's houses we're playing outside yada 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 doing all that you ever reminisce absolutely all the time i think yeah i think um as a society we've become so technological we spend a lot of time at home i think covid was a great example of that um and i think everybody has gone through their own hardships during COVID. I'm sure I have. I've been unemployed for a year. It was difficult getting a job. Same here. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And I got into that terrible injury as well. And, that's right. Um, I wanted to make yeah. uh, make note of that and have a discussion about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> pretty life-changing experience. But, I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do spend more time indoors. And I think that as a human species, we've evolved outdoors, right? Yeah. Um, and so when you lose that, your sense of touch with nature, I think that is probably one of the reasons why we've become somewhat depressed. Oh, so dude, it's like, a, it's like a jail cell, man. Like you're, yeah. in, you're inside. Like what? Yeah. How many? Because let's count sleep. When you're sleeping, that's what? Eight, nine hours mm-hmm. alone? And then on top of that, people are now working from home inside. That's another mm-hmm. nine hours. So there you go. It's 18 <laughs> hours inside. Yep. And what are mm-hmm. people doing in their free time? Watching fucking TV. You're almost exactly. inside 24 hours a day. Right. And the crazy thing is, is you think that's normal. That that has become our normal. That's disgusting, man. Then we got the metaverse. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be fucking even like if there were, <laughs> you're already at 24 <laughs> hours. So, I mean, you're capped. But when you have the metaverse, like mm-hmm. game over. Game yeah. fucking over, man. Yeah. I'm yeah, worried and- for that. Yeah, yeah, we should all be worried, but I think, you know, the more I think about it, the more depressed I get, to be honest with you, but it is true. I mean, you know, and and that's one of the reasons why for me, um, when I went through a really tough period, uh, you know, during, during that accident, you know, literally getting back on my feet, I spent a lot of time outdoors. And I think that's really was the biggest, um, I guess that is the the biggest I guess, the the biggest positive positivity I guess like a contributor I, I, to to getting your life back on track like to yeah pretty much it was literally bouncing back on my feet and exploring nature as it as it should be instead of just being stuck at home you need that man you you have to have that. I don't care yeah, what you do for work or who you are. You need to at least get outside and yeah. go put your fucking bare feet in some grass and tell me how you feel after that. <laughs> I, I agree a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
I don't know what the future has in store for for all of us, to be honest. And and that's really um... dude, AI is coming to life. I'm telling you, I, I know what the future holds. AI is coming to life. So it... what do you think is going to happen? Like I know that you know there's this guy who used to work at Google said that you know he he, he states that um, you know they were working on an AI that's fully conscious. What do you think of all of that? So he it was a, a essentially a chat bot. So there's there's mm-hmm. chat bots that that are dumb that don't know they're a chatbot and there's other chatbots that are fucking fully aware that they're a chatbot. And right. I, I was listening to his story, man. He was telling me that this uh this AI that has consciousness all of a sudden like it gives a a, a full background of who they are and what they do. Like like the AI actually wrote this. It, it was basically saying, this is not verbatim, um, basically saying that they're in college right now. They're working on their master's degree in uh, physics and wishes that he had more time to hang out with friends and go to parties. But he's so he's so uh, caught up in studying because he has to pass mm-hmm. his exams. Like I that's mean, the story this fucking thing made. Wow. So, I mean that that's that's really hard to believe. Like how, I mean how is it hard to believe though, man? Like Harry, I mean, the fucking it, Google has been sucking in all of this information for years, right? right. Years. It, no, so, it has, so has the government thing, bro. Yes, yes. Right, right. Uh, it was it it in my yeah. mind it was going to happen at some point. It's oh, absolutely. For sure, right? So what yeah, better yeah, time than now? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've really underestimated our, the um, the, uh, the technology, that the state of technology we are in right now. It, it's far beyond what I would, would have imagined. But why the fuck don't we have flying cars? This <laughs> is the question I have. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for that for a very long time. I don't Keep know waiting, dude. Going. Those aren't coming. Yeah, it's like, what the yeah, fuck? airplanes. Relax. <laughs> We still have gasoline cars. I mean, cars with gas. I know we, we yeah. have solar-powered cars, but I want flying cars, damn it. <laughs> well, at least you have Siri. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that That's creepy, dude. I don't like having I don't, I don't have it. stuff at home. Like, I don't I, like it either. I mean, it, it's cool when you're like, you're doing something, you want to learn a quick fact. Like, hey, Google, you know, where, yeah. what was, you know, just finding any background information hey siri put more lube in my uh my cart (laughs) she's actually listening to me right now i got an apple phone like let me go ahead (laughs) (laughs) we used to walk into my brother's house and that was the first thing we would say hey siri put more lube in the the checkout cart He's like, are you sure I have about 300? Yeah, he would go into his Amazon account and the quantity would be at like six or something. Six loops. <laughs> but yeah, just, no, I, mean, I think but going going back to the AI thing, it, yeah. it's pretty crazy. And I've saw, oh shit, she's responding to you. Yes, yeah. Oh man, uh, it's everywhere. I think we're at a fork in the road when yeah. it comes to this AI shit, this technology. Like, Absolutely. And by fork, I'm meaning we're going to need some regulations. So who the fuck going to be in charge of that? No idea. But mm-hmm. this could either be used for something so great or it's going to be used to potentially harm everything and everyone. And that's what we usually 
resort to, right? Yeah. Is um, we take advantage of technology for some kind of military purpose. And, That's uh, what I was going to bring up, man. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's only, it's only a matter of time, right? Before the military gets their fucking little hands on it. They probably they already, already, do. already do. They already do. They already um, do. You know, it, 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 so I've been watching some interviews with how Elon, what Elon Musk thinks of AI, and he's very careful with his responses. And I think he's spot on when he, when he says, when he addresses the concerns of, um, you know, uh, of AI and what the implications can be if we let them kind of loose without any restrictions. Um, it, will it be like kind of a Skynet event? I, I <laughs> if we're not careful. <laughs> Skynet are the, are the robots going to rise? Is your toaster going to rise up and kick your ass? Dude, maybe. <laughs> toaster, I'm not maybe afraid of. I'm afraid of those fucking avatars. Dude, toasters? Have you seen a fucking toaster? No, I don't own one. <laughs> you don't have a toaster? <laughs> no, for that reason. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody has like an air fryer, dude. What if that started attacking you? Yeah, I have that. <laughs> you treating me like shit this entire time. Let me show I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. <laughs> but you no, know what? When, when, Elon, when Elon talks, like he looks so mm-hmm. calculated, right? Absolutely. He's it, a robot. it almost seems like he has Neuralink in his head. He probably does, but you know he he's no different than the Tesla. Uh, you know he literally is like a Tesla of this generation. Like there's not a lot of them, for sure. Um, he's definitely unique. He's never I'm a, be I'm a Elon fan, man. I like Elon. Yeah. I like him. yeah. Well, the, you know, people. I think people are fifty fifty on him. I really like what he what he has done, and um, I think it's super impressive with what he's done with spacex and the story yeah. of tesla and how sure. he, you know how his company has almost become bankrupt yeah he had um, one more launch changes. right with spacex yeah, yeah. absolutely so it's inspiring to hear his stories and to kind of learn um you know uh his 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 story is really inspirational to me Really I love the way he articulates yeah he he really right. drives everything that he's saying home to where i mean even the average Joe can fucking understand. Exactly. So his brain job. thinks faster than he speaks. And that's why when he's talking, he's like, he wants to say so much shit. Yeah. But he can only process so much. You know what I mean? It's a word. It's like he's figuring out. It's like he's doing Google searches in his head. dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably is. He probably is connected somehow. I, I mean, is is extreme is amazing i think it's an amazing technology and i think everything he's done so far has pushed society in the right direction you know the um electric cars he made his patents all open so competitors are starting to come by yeah i love that about him he left it wide open man like that says so much right there right yeah like look take it it. fucking do it (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) a better place yeah yes um, you know, and I think that's pretty much what Tesla did with the light bulb or with the AC uh, current. Yeah, his, um, most of his inventions, I think he he made them uh, public. Yeah, it's a public patent. Yep. I think yeah, I think that's what he did. But um, it's kind of interesting, right? That he's kind of paying tribute to Tesla in that way. It's so cool. 
Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who else? Do you know anyone else that has done that? I'm sure some people have, and I hate not to give him credit, but, like, mm-hmm. he might be the biggest one. Yeah, and I think he's doing it for all the right reasons. Not only is it healthy for our environment, but it's also for business as well. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he really wants competition, but in, in, in the best sense, not for pure greed, but he really does want to make this planet a better... Uh, a, a, Elon a, a knows something, planet. dude. Well, yeah, I mean, he wants he, to populate he, Mars. Uh, yes, <laughs> he I mean, he, he fucking knows <laughs> something, bro. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to kill each other. Martian Elon just wants to get back home to Mars. <laughs> really? That's exactly what he wants to do. And everybody wants to give him shit for that. Why don't you fix the problems here, dude? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know we're, we're in a situation where we're not going back. All right. It's, just, yeah. it's time to go fuck up another planet. Okay. Pandora's <laughs> box is open, man. Yeah, man. Seriously. And, and that, that is the truth. It's unfortunate. People are like, well, why doesn't he spend money here? He has spent money here. You know, he, he's, he's donated a lot of money to charity, you know, and, I think people should really be easy on him. Like, this guy is, you know, everybody wants to say. Well, people uh, get mad because he's a billionaire. People get mad when people have a lot of fucking money. Exactly. Right. And yes. it's a shame right. because, I mean, he's really, it seems like, however, the appearance we're given is that he's really trying to help the environment and the world, essentially, and trying right. to make us a, a multi planet whatever you want to call it i don't even sure i don't know um a galactic federate uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is a star trek i've never even seen it oh, fuck. Uh, galactic federation the galactic federation <laughs> exactly that's what he wants and i i have okay no doubt it. that we will become one someday if we don't nuke each other you know okay man so you do you think that we're that we're the smartest in the galaxy, humans, like us, our species, the smartest in the entire, let's just say the entire fucking universe. Gal- I, I honestly don't think so. I mean, the odds are really stacked against us, to be honest. I mean, like, there's trillions right. of stars, trillions yes. of galaxies out yes. there. Yeah. How, it would be selfish to say that we're the only... It would be selfish, I agree. So right. my... And- my- my point is, yeah. is that we're we already have the capabilities to to get to space, right? Yep. There has to be some other fucking thing out there that has already figured figured it out, right? They can travel mm-hmm. through wormholes, they can go to other dimensions. I mean, statistically speaking, right? Like that has like 99.9% sure positive that that that's out there considering how many stars how many planets how many galaxies so on and so on are out there right like yeah i mean what makes you think they're not here i mean there's the government that has said that you know these ufos or uaps they call it are right they changed incredible. it yeah. what the fuck yeah, is they, it now yeah UA, like, unidentified like tower aerial phenomenon. called the willis tower shut up <laughs> yeah well you know they they're all about um i guess they wanted to separate themselves from all the crazy conspiracy theorists and shit, right 
But it, it's funny because a lot of the conspiracy theorists have been correct this entire time. You know, it the, makes you uh, think. Yeah, it does. I mean, remember when people were saying, oh, the government's not tapping into our phone calls and all this shit? And then, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> A weird remember one is you, that they yeah. can control the weather. You heard about that? I'm sure they can. You just yeah. shoot a bunch of radio waves in the sky. It kind of yeah. changes the this cloud pattern. I'm sure. Yeah. Dude, we have lasers that can shoot fucking rockets out of the sky. Come on. Exactly, man. Like, you know, like. Except we don't have a fucking chemical that can clean up the stain of cat piss. Seriously. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's actually. <laughs> if they act, if, I mean, it's done on purpose. If you think about it, it's bad business. If you cheer oh, no, man. You can always mask it. I'm sure there's a way to cure it. It's called bleach. That's, a, that's another thing, man. That's a good point. Like, how many products are there to not solve the problem? Like, doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Our healthcare no system. No offense to any doctors out there, but I'm just saying in, in some cases, right, you I know agree. exactly what the fuck is going on. You're incentivized by money, mm-hmm. like, to, to push these prescriptions. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, it's not, it's putting a band aid on the fucking issue. It's not going to solve it. It's not going to make it better. It's just procrastination. And you'll keep coming back. That's why I try not to go to the doctor as fucking mm-hmm. much as I can. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really is an issue in this country, healthcare, especially mental health care. Dude, you know, for sure. Have, you know, mental health care is, uh, is, just as big as a pandemic as the coronavirus. I agree. You know, it's, you know, look, look at, look at what we see today. It, it, it's, it's pretty sad to talk about it, but it's, you have to admit to yourself that we, we live in a very fucked up world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's saying it very lightly, but, um, you know, I, I think in, in this country, um, you know, we, we, we say, hey, how, we always preach how great this country is and you know we we want to say how powerful we are but we can't even provide health care to our own citizens affordable one you know and, and and that's says a lot it's funny that if um our politicians were on the same health care that we were on like they would change it in a heartbeat oh, in a heartbeat exactly. <laughs> you know it's a shame, and, bro <laughs> i hate that shit to think of it's, to think about stuff like that it's very hard to take any politician seriously. Especially uh, when you're especially, a career politician. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're all millionaires. <laughs> like Nancy Pelosi? How are, how the fuck are you the queen of the stock she's market? A, Shut up. <laughs> she, she literally is the dinosaur in Congress. Like She's got to be on so many drugs, man. Like prescriptions and alcohol, I'd imagine. Oh, she just God. looks fucked up. I mean, you got to be that fucked up if you're you around eighty years up, old dude. and you're fucking, you're still, you know, waking up five in the morning to fucking answer this, this, you know, these press calls and all this other shit you have to do. Yeah, worry about the Clintons putting a hit out on you. I mean, seriously, right? <laughs> I, I'd hate. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm. I, I really believe that a bunch of those people in in Congress are a bunch of socio psychopaths. For sure. You have to. You have I mean, to be, man. There's like a, a certain type of personality that you have. That's why no people that are president are fucking smart. Yeah. It takes a Very personality. 
to, yeah. to want that job or arrogance. Yep. Right. And you I do. can't, I can't get past the fact that we, there is no representative under the age of a thousand fucking years old that wants to be president. You know, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it, it, it really is because, um, a lot of people who do want to become president or want to be want to um, uh, go into politics right out of college with the with the right mentality, I'm going to make a difference, and then they get into the field and figure out how fucked up it really is. Yeah, and why they don't want have don't want anything to do with it. Well, it's all like um, blackmail and bribing yeah. and having like a one up on someone. That's all this shit is, dude. Like that's like the definition of politics. It's like blackmail. Exactly. I mean, in a lot of cases, that that that's that's how it is. And um, you know, the government. You know, we talked about AI and regulation. I mean, yeah. In this country, we we're not really proactive. <laughs> We really are a reactive country. We start to regulate things when shit hits the fan. You're right. You're right. Think about what happened after 9-11, right? Well, we need to fix this now. We're going to put these TSA agents in here. No shoes. Take your fucking shoes off. Right. Now we became all, we all became prisoners is what we became. So yeah. who won? Did terrorists win or did we win? It's good we point. fucking lost in a lot it's of ways, point. man. You know, 9-11 really just unfolded a lot of shit. And I think, you know, what happened in Afghanistan and Iraq was just a huge mistake. And we spent trillions of dollars trying to fix up a, a nation that didn't want any help. You know, we, we really, I mean, I think initially they wanted the help and then we tried to come in there and fix shit. It makes shit a lot worse. At a certain point, man, we got to stop just like trying to be big brother and fucking help everyone. Really, I agree. Like, I think a lot of the shit that we see in this country, we need to start. You know, we need to fix. We need to start fixing up our own streets. I mean, look outside of Chicago, man. Yeah, outside of Chicago. Look at California, man. Skid Row. Right. It is. (laughs) It is uh, the homeless situation. Yeah, we're we're just as much as a third world country as we are a first world country. You're right. You know? Yeah, that's tough pill to swallow, but that's true. It's pretty ironic, isn't it? It's ironic that we're sending money overseas and not spending money here to fucking better ourselves or our citizens. Well, you know, it's crazy because you ask yourself, why? It's so easy. Why do we spend so much money and time somewhere else? And I really think it's to kind of keep us occupied with something. We did, I don't think they want us to see, you know, they don't want to see an uprising from the general population. So they always feed us information to distract us away from really what, what really is an issue is um, equality, you know, or the wage gap has been stagnant. Yeah. Uh, for, for I don't know how many fucking years. Minimal wage is what? <laughs> Uh, nine dollars is what is it? Eight dollars and seventy-five, something it's like so that. It's so hard right? to keep track because with inflation right now, you know, right. so it's like what what even is minimum wage? Like it's way below what it's supposed to be because of inflation for sure. Right. You know, and and government says, hey, inflation's at eight point five percent. I think that's a load of shit. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I see that shit all the time. Like, oh, you know, it's funny because, like, it's someone, you know, 
I'm not sure why this, you know, you know, every year corporations give out rates. It's a, it's based off of a five percent scale, right? Based off performance. Yeah. And yeah. even if you got five percent, you're still making negative. You're you're still losing money. Right. Um. So it makes you wonder: Is it really? Do I really should I really work hard for that five percent? <laughs> Am I really gaining much? And Am I really? The logical answer is no, but you need it. Yeah, because it's it, better than nothing. It is better than nothing, but you know, I've seen people really go out of their way to get a five percent raise, like you know, and After I don't taxes. think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I really don't think it's worth it to kill yourself over a five percent perfect score that you're probably not going to get most companies don't give you that five percent to begin with they just kind of give you a yeah they'll just say oh yeah you can get five you know that's never gonna fucking happen (laughs) it's a good segue man like what you just said is like you shouldn't kill yourself over a five percent raise like Mm -hmm. i think you have to you have to know in what in this life what's valuable and the segue is that when you almost fucking died on a scooter like i feel like that maybe your visions your life might have definitely changed because of that near-death experience sure is that fair to say very fair to say and i think everyone has experienced that in in the past couple of years covid has been kind of like an eye-opening um experience for everybody um you know, the media calls it the great equalizer. And, you know, it kind of is, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think everybody has to go through a state of reflection. And I think a lot of people did um, during these crazy times. And a lot more people are leaving companies that they've worked in for many years. And they've realized, hey, life is short, right? You know, why spend my entire life here when I'm being compensated enough for it? And I think that's one of the reasons why we see a shortage of workers today. A lot the, of people are bouncing around. The more and more that I, I, I live day to day and like think about this shit, the more I believe that we're in a simulation, dude. Just it's it's <laughs> so it's so convenient that we live in the time that we do right now. It mm-hmm. is just so fucking convenient, man. Mm-hmm. It's everything that we have, like for example, when I was working actually in a physical building for a couple of years. I fucking hated it. I absolutely hated it. I'm like, there's no way in my life that I can work at this job for 30 plus years doing this shit. There's just no way. And I would job hop because I just got bored of doing whatever the fuck I was doing. And then like a couple of years ago, all of a sudden you're allowed to work from home now. Mm-hmm. It's been the, best fucking thing that has ever happened to me it's just, it just seems so convenient man like <laughs> a lot of things that i put out into the universe and this sounds corny as fuck like comes back and you hear that all the time and like people don't believe it but like a lot of things it's starting to get kind of weird <laughs> as if i'm in a fucking video game and if i were to die i would respawn well, who's to say we're not, really? Exactly, man. I mean... Can you describe what death feels like? No. You know, nobody could... I can. I can describe what death feels like. It's the moment before you, you were born. right now? It's the moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding? That's what I've been saying. What? This, 
it's it's ironic that you say that because I I was thinking about the same thing too. Um, before you were born. Yeah, before what you were born. Well, I made that area. argument before, and people are like, "Well, you're not technically dead because you're not born. So you're alive." I'm like, right? Yeah, I've heard the same. You're nothing. Argument. <laughs> yeah, and you become something. So. So when you die, you you're nothing, right? Oh yeah, I mean you have no consciousness, and yeah, you know, you, you, like your vessel you, is gone. Right, it doesn't matter. Like, so, so it's the when same I think thing about, before you were born, exactly. you didn't have a vessel. You you didn't you didn't right? You didn't know. You just, yeah, it's yeah. like sleeping. You don't know. You know, when you well sleep. You wake up. You don't really. I mean, you may dream, but we we kind of I wouldn't say die every day, but it kind of you go into this kind of this sleep state right every day sleep is the cousin um, of death yeah and you think about it you know you know if you if there was a way to go it's probably the best way to go Uh, i I often ask myself that i'm like yeah do some people don't know they're dead it's just it's a wild thing to think about because if if you like if you die in your sleep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like you don't have those last moments of like I'm dying. This is it. This is the moment. Like you're just mm-hmm. gone. Or if like a an accident happens like really fast that just blindsides you, you don't know that you're dead. And it's weird to say that you don't know you're dead because when you're dead, you, like obviously, I don't know what happens, but like you, mm-hmm. you don't have a conscious or whatever. Well, I mean, a lot of people have different, you know, um, theories about this. But you know, when you die, don't doesn't your brain like release a bunch of endorphins? Or- yeah your body literally makes it easier for you to process death which is going to be your next stage you know um i think that there's a reason why your body releases that the human body is pretty fucking smart dude yeah it is i mean it's complex I i mean if there was a way to go I think the best way would be not to be conscious about what's going on. Um, because, you know, when I got into the accident in my scooter, I, you know, I literally thought I was going to die. Because Can you I walk like, us through it from the beginning? Just yeah. Like, what, what happened exactly? Yeah, sure. So basically I was going to a friend's house on my electric scooter. Um, and it's pretty fast. It's pretty quick. It goes up to about 35 miles an hour. Yeah, And I was on residential zone, so I wasn't really quite familiar with the area, but I did know that, you know, it was a nice day out, you know, I was like, whatever, I was just really riding carelessly, right? Um, and I was in, in a, uh, I was going about 25 miles an hour, maybe a little bit too fast. <laughs> and the roads were getting, or the, um, the sidewalk was getting really narrow. And, you know, in, in this city, they consider an electric scooter a bike. You can go on yeah. sidewalks and all that. Mm-hmm. But the the the, um, the path was getting very narrow. And it eventually got to a point where there was literally, like, there was no, um, there was, it was just a narrow path. It was literally the fence and a electric pole. It was like a tightrope. Oh, yeah. And so the stupid thing would be what I did, which was going 25 miles an hour <laughs> and trying to make it in like you're trying to yeah. be like that guy from independence day right <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna make it. 
and that really didn't come into fruition. No. <laughs> I basically lost control. I um uh, I actually slid. Was I was actually going to stop and um, reduce speed, but I didn't have enough time. Um, so I basically basically slid into um, the electric pole because I had no control. The only thing that I could think of was fuck, right? Um, yeah, yeah. The scooter. I just fucking slammed on the brakes, and next thing you know, I'm tackling a fucking electric pole and for and those the, real quick for those that don't know what our electric poles look like these are like the giant wooden they look like fucking trees right right essentially. Yeah. so they're probably so, like 30 feet tall i don't know 20 <laughs> 30 feet tall just like this hard wood mm-hmm. no no give at all it's a fucking tree you ran into a tree yeah i mean and it was unforgiving let me just tell you that you know imagine you falling to a complete stop and there's no way that you're you know that pole is going to absorb any shock the shock is going to go directly into you so that trauma that amount of stopping power was literally like i got tackled by like five people it was where was where was it the uh point of contact mostly so i i landed um I actually braced with my left arm. Um, so my left arm, like I, I braced for impact. So. Like the forearm? Yeah, the forearm. So yeah. thankfully for me, I didn't go directly into the pole. Yeah, I would have been dead. For yeah. sure. I had a helmet on, thankfully. Yeah. So, but for me, I knew I had to, um, I had to have some kind of, I had to brace for impact. So my left arm took the, the brunt of the impact and that was, literally shattered into three different places and then my left arm dug into my ribs yeah broke that broke six ribs on my left side basically with your own arm pushing against you into your your rib cage yeah and coupled with the you know the telephone pole um and then you know my spleen um was ruptured they basically said yeah they're like yeah you have a uh grade five uh, injury. And I'm like, oh, that's good, right? That's grade five. They're like, no, that's the worst. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What do you mean the worst? Oh my God. How many fucking grades are there? Yeah, so five. There's five grades. Oh, geez. And dude. You, you basically shattered your spleen. And I'm like, what the fuck is How does that fucking you? happen? It's an organ. Like, how do you, right? I'm like, how do you shatter a fucking, that's like saying, well, I shattered the fucking liver. Like, what? like <laughs> what? it's not a glass. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look it up, right? I looked it up on Google when he left the room. Is it like a severed, really, like severed? It literally is a picture of <laughs> of what used to be your spleen shattered, <laughs> like, a, like a piece of glass. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, noted. All right. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Wow. It was when somebody says like you lost something that was once part of you. That that's a very vulnerable type of feeling. That's like fuck. What does the spleen even fucking do? Right? Do you know what it does? Yeah, I had. A, well, I looked it up. I'm like fuck. Well, I got no spleen now. I might as well. So your, affect... your spleen is gone, <sighs> dude. Let me just spleenless yeah. in Chicago. It, it, well, I guess let me continue on with the story of what happened. So you know, 
this was all after the fact, but let me continue on and tell you the rest of the story. So, you know, the first thing I thought was, I, I was so conscious when I hit that. I hit that and I, and I fell to the ground and I was just moaning in pain. I was in the worst pain ever. Like, if you can think of the worst pain you've ever experienced it and times it by a hundred, that's how I felt. Oh, Jesus um, And the only thought in my head was, was it's probably the, 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 the scariest moment but it, I added such calmness to it too, um, which is kind of eerie. I didn't. Wow. Think, yeah, it was almost like everything was going to be okay. Wow. I just, it's very strange. Dude, that's really it. scary. Yeah, it is. It's very scary, but something just told me that everything was going to be okay. And I was in that moment of like, um, kind of everything's in a daze, right? The only thing that I could think of is I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. Like it was literally knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. So the first thing I was trying to do was opening up my lungs and just trying to get a deep breath, breath of air. And, um, you know, I was on the ground. I was looking for my phone. I noticed my left arm was filling up with blood. I knew it was broken. Oh, I couldn't Jesus. Even move it. Yeah, I couldn't even move it. I couldn't even move, like, my left side. It was pretty traumatic. Um, so are you basically the- going on instinct right now? Uh, Yeah. Like your your like survival flight. skills because you you're pretty fucked up right now. Oh yeah, I mean it's literally flight or flight flight. Type yeah, thing. yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm just literally um, trying to figure out. Okay, what's the next step? What do I need to do? Obviously, I need to get medical help. Um, so I look over. Where's my phone? Phone's over there, and I'm like, great. This is going to be one of those episodes on discovery channel like i survived like i have to fucking somehow find my way up to the phone like crawl like i'm just <laughs> these crazy scenarios are coming into my head like i'm yeah. i feel like i'm in a fucking discovery channel i survived episode or some shit like that and then all of a sudden you know luckily for me it was in front of the house that somebody there were there were people that were that actually witnessed what happened oh so thank god it was really kind lady who was very religious she came out screaming oh my god like she was saying she was chanting prayers and all this kind of stuff <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, are you like, sure oh, this actually oh, happened god. or were you hallucinating man no i wasn't it happened and i could i remember everything because i was conscious okay and you know <laughs> it was, yeah so <laughs> you know next thing you know so people are really like people were really um um I guess the, they, people saw what happened. They wanted to all come in and help me. Next thing you know, I see six or seven people looking down at me. <laughs> like, oh, are you shit. okay? And she's like, where's your mom and dad? I'm like, I'm not 12 fucking years old. Where's your mom and dad? They thought you were yeah, a I'm like, that I... ran away from home. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my mom, what the fuck? Like, Mommy. The... Yeah, I'm like, call the police. Like, call somebody. Like, why do you want to know where my mom is? I was like, fucking... Like pissed <laughs> off. At the, I don't even know why I was pissed off. I was like, "Cause you're I, fucking dying, dude, and you need yeah, medical exactly. help. Your mom's not gonna be able to bro- exactly. like save a, a a shattered spleen." Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, there were a lot of people that stopped by and, and tried to help, and I was very thankful of that. And, That's good. Um, you know, so yep. she she called the paramedics, and they came, and they're like, "Oh, don't move the head." You know, I heard the way you break that spine, and I'm like, "Guys, just." Shut the fuck up and let the paramedics. <laughs> so when they picked me up, dude, holy fuck! Like I was, 
like uh, no pain medicine, nothing. It was just like they they literally scooped me up, um, and you know they put me in a you know a, they put that neck what is that cast or whatever you want to call it a neck brace neck brace. <laughs> I think <laughs> you said both know, words. Okay. <laughs> you just need to uh, put them together. <laughs> <laughs> a neck brace and uh, yeah, basically picked me up and 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 and. Um, and transferred me into the um the ambulance and I, let me tell you every bump on the road I oh jesus like, yeah and the guy kept on saying what is your name what's your address and you know and he just kept on repeating himself and i yeah. remember how pissed off i was getting because i was like is this guy stupid <laughs> what he was really trying to do was keep me fucking conscious and i was just for sure dude flip it yeah. out on him yeah and i just felt terrible after the fact because i'm like damn i've was a pretty big asshole, but I was dying, so I guess I, you know, I get a pass on that, right? You get a pass, yeah. So I mean, this guy was giving me all the good shit. Like you, you know, I got like, um, I, dude, it's like, uh, 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 what, what's that? What's the most powerful pain killer you can think of? Propofol or, um, I can't think of. Like they gave me so Heroin? much Ah. What was the stuff that uh, that George Floyd was on? George <laughs> Floyd. They found his, some some stuff in his system. He was on like something like I don't know. Was, I didn't hear about it, that. It was. Um, I, mean, I heard about George no, Floyd. I don't know what was shit in that it. Michael Jackson. Thought. I forgot what it was, but it was just all sorts of shit they were pumping into my system, and nothing was working. So I finally get to the uh, the emergency room. Was it morphine? Yeah, it was morphine. It was all sorts of shit. Okay. I, I think they, they hesitated on giving me more because they didn't want me to, to go under. They knew how traumatic it was, so they didn't want me to, to, to you know lose consciousness. Right, yeah. But that didn't matter anyway. So as soon as I got into the emergency room, the, the ER nurses didn't really give a shit. They looked at my arm like, ugh, and it's just a broken arm. Yeah, they literally looked at me and just kind of dismissed me like it wasn't anything serious. So I was literally in the ER room. For two hours. Oh, okay. Jesus, dude. Yeah, two hours, and I'm screaming in pain. And I'm telling them, do something. And one of the nurses comes in and says, you're going to have to uh, quiet down. You're gonna oh, have shut to, the fuck I'm not, up. I'm not joking. They're like, you're going to have to stop, you know, acting um, mean. Or, or you need to stop uh, treating our nurses with disrespect, is what they said. And it wasn't me ah, trying to be man. disrespectful. It's just imagine you bleeding eternally, dying. Yeah. Yes. Imagine you literally dying, and no, no one's doing anything to help you. So, so you still have a fucked up spleen. Like nothing has been done about yes. your spleen, correct? Nothing has been done. Nothing. Nothing. Like no, nothing. I, I, I'm in that room. I'm screaming in pain, and all I can think of was I want this pain to go so away. It's basically, that you're still outside of. Like you hitting the pole, yes. you just got some drugs, and now you're just laying outside of the pole because nothing has been done. Yes, essentially is what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it, it's insane if you think about it. But, um, so, you know, my brothers come in. I think I told them to call my brothers. They, they came in. And, you know, I haven't, it's kind of crazy how the story goes because I haven't had the best relationship with my parents and I haven't talked to them in six years. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. I've been estranged from my parents for so long. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, I had 
reached out to them to say, hey, you know, I might be dying, so might as well say hey. Oh, my God. The, the <laughs> phone call they so, get in six years. Yeah, right? The worst one. <laughs> and so I'm still – nothing's being done. And next thing I know, my parents are there. And, do you know, it's just seeing your parents for the first time in six years. Yeah, I'd break down. In your death that potentially – you know your yeah, your final moments you're right is probably the the most ironic and you know extremely emotional right yeah you know, definitely like, right so um yeah basically um yeah i saw them and they were just like what the fuck did you do <laughs> you know like what what happened so it was it was pretty traumatic but um uh, my brother comes by he's talking to me and i'm telling him what happened i i just at one point i just couldn't breathe and um, what happened was my one of my lungs had collapsed. I had a, oh, a Jesus, dude. Yeah, a pneumothorax is what they call it. But, you know, my I told my brother I can't breathe. And so he ran out and got a nurse and said, you guys need to fucking do something right now. You so know? your brothers and your, your mom and dad were there and you still haven't been seen by no. a physician? No, no. They're, they're, they were, I told them, like, I was literally in tears. And they're like, and I told them, I said, you guys don't understand how much pain I'm in. You guys say that, you know, you want me to treat you with respect, but I can't do that right now because I'm dying. <laughs> like I told them that and they just didn't say anything to me. Was this in the height of COVID? Uh, it was literally, I would say towards the, the end of the whole, not, not the end, but it, it's when the hospital starts to kind of accept. Yeah. Okay. Patients. I okay. mean, we're still in the middle of it. It's 20. 21 yeah right we were still in it but it was towards the the end of the whole crazy shit in my opinion it's still so it was still there dude to like leave you there just honestly dying oh absolutely you know it was yeah you can't you can't be doing that shit right so as soon as i said hey i can't breathe that's when they started you know oh that's what it takes yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I should have said that to begin with. I you should have, yeah, you should have stated that. Not, oh, my fucking spleen. Or, <laughs> I don't even know what the I can't breathe. <laughs> right. The same people. I finally go to a CT scan. You should have seen the look on the nurse's faces after that. You're like, oh, God, like, we need to get you into surgery right oh, now. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, I didn't, I really had a hard time believing, like, is this serious or are you just fucking with me? Kind of yeah, thing. right. Take me serious. And so they're like, yeah, this is pretty serious. In the most unserious way possible. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, are you fucking with me now? <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, um, they didn't really go into much, too much detail. They're like, yeah, you're, you're spleen, uh, you're, you're bleeding internally and we need to, you know, start thinking about options and how we're going to fix this. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like fucking like okay, like what would you, you know, what do you got to do? They're like, yeah, well, we can either A, go inside and take it out or B, we take it out. Yeah, like, you know, splenectomy or whatever you want to call it, splenectomy. They t- they go inside and they literally take the organ out and sew you back up, you know. Um or they could go um into my femoral artery and try to track the uh, vein into my and, and try to block it, block the bleeding using um, some kind of coil. It's called the coil immobilization procedure. 
And I was like, I don't fucking know what that is, but that sounds a lot more enticing than cutting me open, right? Yes. So I decided, hey, let's go for that. So, you know, I was conscious throughout the surgery and everything. They put me, you know, they gave me some, yeah, they gave me some good shit, though. I got to say. I hope like, so, man. Oh, yeah. They gave me, I was alert and I knew what was going on. They gave you but like a right. blocker, though, right? Like you were on some drugs and a blocker. Oh, so you, you couldn't feel yeah. anything from like your neck down, oh. I'd imagine. I couldn't. I was kind of in a dream state to be honest with you but i was alert i knew what was going on i was conscious that's so and crazy they did a really i mean the the radiologist who performed the procedure was was fucking spot on like grade a professional because like, you were on drugs harry <laughs> yeah you're right it was oh god it was the best. i wanted more i was like this guy is you awesome. want to know the best experience i've ever had was when i was on ecstasy because i was yeah. on ecstasy yeah <laughs> No shit, no shit. Yeah, no, it was uh, the guy. Uh, I remember exactly what happened. And um, imagine taking a fucking wire with a camera in it and trying to figure out where the fuck it, you know, oh your spleen, right? How many fucking veins bleed to that, right? You're basically. Oh, Jesus, dude. Yeah, treading oh on unfamiliar territory. And I'm like kind of freaking yeah. out, but I'm like, yeah. I'm on drugs, so I'm like, I don't care. And so. Did you, they, were you thinking about death at all during that moment? Or? No. No, I wasn't because I was like, yeah, because you're yeah. no use. There's no use in like thinking about death right now. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Fucking <laughs> basically type of thing I had. Yeah, um, was you know, I got nothing to do. I can't control my fate now. It's in their hands. So um, I just gotta just hope. You know, for the best. Try and stay awake. Yeah. So when the procedure started, he was like a fucking pilot. He's like, all right, it's eighteen hundred. Like he's talking, like super detailed i can remember um and i think they have to be i don't know like the protocol and what but they were literally recording everything as they um as, as they were proceeding like in terms oh of my that. god they're yeah, recording like, it well detailed like like audio everything like all right 1800 hours gonna they're learn. using you as a fucking test dummy dude well i mean i think they have to um because it's a pretty yeah, yeah. Crazy procedure. So, um, um, yeah, I get it. All I could hear was, "Okay, we 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 got it. Since we we found it." And I think he saw like I felt a little glimmer of hope there when he said that. I was like, "Oh, you found what?" <laughs> so, <laughs> right? I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right, there, right. So broad. You found something. I, I hope you found <laughs> yes. my screen. Is that what you're talking about? So yeah, they basically blocked the uh, the blood flow, and you know they told my parents that everything was a success, and and um, yeah. So essentially, what what I have right now is I I have my spleen, my spleen is there. It's just there's no blood supplying. There's no blood going into my spleen. So technically, it's it's in standby. Essentially, is what it is. The shattered spleen. So standby body. meaning that they're. There can be functionality to it eventually. No, just well, done, from, done from, for. From the information that I got was it's dead, it's gone, it's never coming back. Yeah. So, um, and your spleen, I'm not sure if you're. Are you familiar with the um, what your spleen does? No, no. Does it facilitate some yeah. liquids or something? Well, I mean, I guess it's part of your lymphatic system, so um, it's it it helps filter your blood. It's it's also. Okay. Yeah. storage for your white blood cells so if you were to get an infection your spleen would literally you know your white blood cells would they're like your first responders right seems pretty but, important 
Yeah, pretty important, yeah, but not essential because your liver can do that. Your, your kidneys filter. So um, are you not able to drink alcohol? I can. I can do anything that a normal person I can do. do. Anything. I can do anything. Yeah. I I'm can a real run boy. into a fucking pole again and die. But, okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I could literally uh, do anything. It's, it's just that I'm more prone to um, bacteria infections because yeah, you know, the white blood cells. Yeah, before I left, they made me take fucking shots for meningitis and all these other. Like I left with like six or seven shots, and yeah. I had to come back to get more. Like oh, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, wow. so I was like, wow, this is pretty, um, pretty important. But I've learned that many people, many athletes have. Lost oh right, them. yeah, yeah, and like they're football perfectly... or hockey or contact sports. I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and. It's crazy because your spleen is such a fragile organ. I guess so. If it can shatter, yeah. I mean, it. You know, it's crazy because I. I, uh, There's a reason why, like CSI people, when they, when 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 they need to get a blood sample from a deceased person, the 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 um, the place they go for when they're fully kind of decomposed is, is. Clean because the spleen carries a lot of blood, and I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy, right? But I did, yeah, um, I had no idea. Yeah, your spleen carries a lot of fucking blood, and that's why. Um, yeah. So, can you imagine the amount of pain that I was in, and the the um, the amount of shit that the nurses were giving me because I was literally dying. <laughs> yeah, that's unacceptable. And I'm kind of what I'm wondering is how how your life changed after that moment did you notice a change in your life yeah. because of that like physically or well, i should say like anything in general just tell me what you've noticed that has changed sure uh you know i i basically can do anything that i used to be able to do like i can drink alcohol i'm a little bit more careful with that i still feel pain i can still feel pain right now but it's very faint i mean it's been a year since my um accident and i've recovered pretty fast but you know my left arm it, you know i go to the gym i can still feel the pain it's very dull yeah. so i can't lift as much as i could um you know like the whole re the whole rehab procedure of me going from you know this injury back to normal i guess you should you, should, you know where basically where i could get off out of my bed without fucking screaming in pain yeah it took, yeah. It took about six months and um it was probably considering know, the the accident man that's that's pretty goddamn good yeah Six, yeah and you saw you saw me when I yeah you were in horrible yeah. shape man you I, had, like, oxygen in your face and well, you couldn't yeah. breathe you couldn't laugh no i couldn't laugh and sneeze i couldn't do anything I sneeze Did I, you mean, have... I don't know if you ever broke any ribs but when you break six when you no. break one that's something when you break six yeah you're fucked I don't that's want to imagine. Anything. That's horrible. Yeah, because they can't give you anything. They can't really put you in a cast. And basically, like, all right, go ahead and fucking heal. <laughs> did, you, did you have any kind of, like, spiritual awakening? You know, to be honest with you, um, I did. I did. I, but not – it was different. I think it was more personable, personal to me because yeah. of – what happened with my parents and then seeing them in that state it actually made me closer, which I think is a blessing kind of in a way. So I, I looked at this injury as a way of, you know, um, as a, um, 
um, uh, time of reflection, right? So, um, you know, because of the fact that, you know, my parents saw me like that, they were there for me. They were there. They asked me if I needed something throughout my recovery, they were there. And so that really kind of, kind of drove home the fact that family is everything, right? Family That's the cool is- thing about family, man. It doesn't matter right. like how long it's been, they're your family. They'll always be there. Exactly. So like that putting really, a, a bookmark in a chapter book, right? There you go. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm in my thirties now it, to, to be angry or mad at your parents for so long, you know, it, it was that time to kind of, you know, uh, move on to the next chapter. There had to be some kind of, uh, and, and I think this was the, the, the best way possible because it was, one of our worst and best moments in life. You want to think about that. Like, um, sure. It, it made me closer with my family. And last year was the first year I've spent, you know, all the holidays with everybody, with my brothers. And that's know. wild how that happens, man. That yeah. brought you yeah. back together, huh? It really did. It wow. did. And um, it, it took the almost dying. <laughs> the blessing that. in disguise. At yeah. The that's seriously. And yeah, so I, I don't take anything for granted, but if you want to say spiritual, I would say, yeah, yeah, it definitely um, opened my eyes um, on, a, on a lot of different things. And, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you, you, you for me, it wasn't like, um, like, oh my God, if I ever get out of this, I'm going to change the world. It was more like um, I was kind of living in that moment of um, trying to process everything that had happened and, and yeah. you know and try not too hard to think of it like um, um i just literally took it day by day and that's what really helped me to cope with all this trauma well we're glad you're here man yeah yeah i'm glad you're too. sticking around but uh let's go ahead and wrap this up we're going on about an hour 20 minutes we didn't even know yeah. if we were gonna record this shit but oh dude i don't you know either <laughs> we did good here. It took uh took we, about we need to do a, a part two. Definitely. We should talk about uh food and stuff, you know? With, uh, Dude, with I, yeah, I got a, I got a lot of questions I gotta ask you, but uh we'll we'll keep that for for round, for round two, two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yo man, thanks for being here. Appreciate you doing this. Uh happy to talk to you, glad to talk to you, glad you're doing well. Thanks for telling us that story. It's pretty eye opening. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Is there anything uh, you want to give a shout out to, you know, anybody or, you know, go ahead and list your social media. If people want to hit you up, contact you, whatever. Uh, well, I, I don't really do social media, but if anything, I just want to close out with, um, you know, just reinforcing the fact that, Hey, family is everything, man. And so if anybody who's kind of going through issues with, with their family, with their parents, you know, like um, you don't know how important they are until you're, in that situation of losing them so so um, don't wait until you're in that that situation right don't don't take your life for granted and uh you know you can only be you know angry or whatever you want to call it for so long and life is short that's the truth appreciate that man so Mm -hmm. listeners out there go ahead and give your mom your daddy a phone call brother sister tell someone you love them (laughs) bye everybody all right man